0: All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Yay. Good, good. Bless, awesome. Couple of different things. We I'm glad we we prayed over Pastor Chris. We continue to stand with him um, through that because we believe as as brother. Chris Comstock just eloquently displayed that he is already healed. It's already done. So we're standing with him. Uh, pastor Sam said, keep him in your prayers as well. He is ministering to three different services today. So he is, like he said, he was suffering for Jesus in the Bahamas. And then they say, well, we're going to put you to work because you're a pastor. So he's going to do three services. So keep him lifted up. And he and Miss send their love today. They said they miss everyone and they just, they know it's going to be a great service. Amen. Amen. So, before we get started, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. So, so really, you're only left with one pastor, the youth pastor. They left me in charge. (laughs) So, we're going to see... What fun we can have today. So the first thing you have to do, first rule today is, um, I know that there's been stuff going around, like I, myself, and my beautiful wife, Olivia, we've been overcoming just a little bit of that, just that that cough stuff that's been passed around. So, it causes my throat to get dry. When my throat gets dry, I'm gonna say I need a drink of water. As I'm drinking water, that is your time to get loud and give God the best praise break you have. Okay, so we're going to practice that because my throat is already dry. Y'all did that perfect the first time. That is awesome. That is for the Lord because he is worthy of it. It's okay to get loud in church, okay? All right. So the second thing we're going to do to have some fun is I, you're going to be allowed to use your phone in church. Why did y'all shout for using your phone in church? Everybody's excited. Yeah, I get to pull out my phone. Okay, so make sure what we're going to do is you, have, you guys are going to answer a question, and it's going to create this lovely word cloud. And we're going to look at it later to see what your answers created. We did this in youth. Youth had a blast with it. So there's only a limit of 40 responses. So what I'm going to ask you to do is if you're with your family, as a family, decide on your answer, okay? So as a family, go ahead and decide who's going to use their phone or if you're not by, if you're by yourself, whatever, you can pull out your phone or family up since we're all in the kingdom. So I want you guys to pull out your phone and start a new text message, just a blank text message, okay? Everyone got that? And you're going to text, the number you're going to text to is 37607, okay? 37607, that is the number you're sending this message to, and then the first thing in the body of your message is going to be 432-301. So you're sending it to 37607, and then the very first thing in your body is going to be four three two three zero one. And the question you're going to be answering is, if you could describe your family using only one word, what would it be? <laughs> you got you to gotta text. Oh, somebody's got a phone. Okay, well, you can turn around and tell somebody to text it. Okay? So once you decide, and you're sitting there right there with your family, I want you guys to be honest, too. Don't be sitting there like, oh, we got a great family. We are just so always growing. We are always blessed. And no, Thanksgiving was like the roughest time for y'all. Like, be honest. Tell it like it is. If you could describe your family in one word, what would it be? You have some time to figure that out and send that in. And then, when you've got that one word, hit send. Again, we only have 40 responses, so if we run out of 40, that's this. you gotta be quick. You gotta be quick. Once you got it, send it in. One word describe your family. Send it. send it. Go ahead and send it once you got it. <coughs> Ooh, that sounded bad. I'll try to do it this way if I do, if I do this. <coughs> i try not to do that as much, guys. Okay, everybody sit their responses in? Like I said, it's gonna create a word cloud. We will take a look at it a little bit later, okay? Now that you've done that, you can put your phones away. That's all we're gonna use our phones today. Unless you're taking notes with your phone or using your Bible, you can put it up. I don't wanna see any phones, okay? All right, so we're talking about Fix My Family. Fix My Family. And Pastor Chris likes to start with a story. I'll start with a story, too. Um, When I got married, I got another family. You guys know that. That happens. You get engrafted into another family. And my family, my awesome uh, in-loves, as we call them, instead of in-laws, in-loves, are from way up north in Michigan. My beautiful wife, Olivia, is from Michigan. So there are rivalries in sports, life, a lot of different things, like in Texas, the Texas UT Versus Texas A&M, even though a rivalry usually means one side wins something. So I don't know what the Aggies have won recently. Uh, so it's just really it's just more like a beatdown. Yeah. So uh, it's for you, R.J. Uh, <laughs> and um, he's like, I'll see you after church. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, Florida, Florida State, a big rivalry. Um, where I was born, Alabama and Auburn is a crazy rivalry. It is like, they wanna know what side you stand on from the moment you were born. And where like, who, is this kid gonna be raised an Alabama fan or an Auburn fan? So it gets crazy. In Michigan, it is the Michigan, Michigan State. Um, that is a huge rivalry up there. And so I'm sitting with my new family, we're watching this game, before I could even, you know, just getting comfortable, just not gonna say much, just gonna watch the game. Uh, my brother-in-law by the name of Josh asked me a question. He said, and they, they're very nasally up there, by the way, so my name has like a, a, a duck sound. It's like, like if you heard a duck, it's like, Rang, Rang, like that's what it sounds like. Now just put Roger, so it's like Roger, Roger, Raj, Roger, Raj, Raj, sorry. Babe, that's just how they sound. So um, <clears throat> they said, so Raj, Yes, Who are you going for? You going for big blue you going for state? Now, before I could answer, brother-in-law number two, because I'm number one, brother-in-law number two says, oh, he's big blue, because ain't no state allowed in this house. <laughs> yes, go big blue. Like, I'm going for, for Michigan. Even we were out shopping one time, and I saw this, like, awesome, like Under Armour Michigan State hoodie, and it was that green color, and I looked good in green, and it was on sale, and I thought, man, I could buy that. But I knew I could not walk into my father-in-law's house wearing that green, or else they would disown me and not let me stay at the house. That was something that was non-negotiable when it came to my family. I could not negotiate that, so I am big blue all the way. When it comes to God's family, there are some things that are non-negotiable. The first thing that's non-negotiable with God is that He loves you. His love is non-negotiable. You can't decide if you are good enough to receive God's love. It's not something you can bargain with just because you've made a few mistakes in your life or you made a mistake this morning or you know that you struggle in this area You can't then say, well, God, I don't deserve your love. Nonsense is what the Lord says to you. I still love you. You cannot negotiate God's love. You cannot haggle for for more of God's love. You can't say, well, God, I know that I'm unworthy, so if you will just give me a little bit of love, then maybe I will feel okay. No, you get the full extent of his love for you. You cannot negotiate that. The other thing is about God's principles, the way he has had everything set up. You heard Pastor Sam say it. If you have not listened to, if you missed any of the sermons, Fix Your Family, you can go and download that on the Apple iTunes store or wherever you download podcasts. You can subscribe to that, and those will automatically go to your phone as soon as they're uploaded. But he talked about in Ephesians where God establishes an order for the family. And he established that. Hey, here we have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit. Now we have the Father, we have the Mother, and we have the children. And he set up that order for it to function as a way he intended it to function. Because the Son at any point, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Son can't say, well, I wanna be the Father now. No, he has a place that he serves and that he executed while he was here on earth so that he could be a son. The same way, your children of your home can't say, well, I want to run things now, and I'm gonna, we're going to do the things the, the way the children wants to do that. Guess what, that's out of order. I said that's out of order. I couldn't do that as the youngest of seven say, you know what, I know what I'm doing, I'm pretty smart, I think I got this figured out, mom and dad, I got this. That's not how it works, I would be out of order. And sometimes when we get things out of order, we think that, well, This is the way that we wanna do it, so God, you're gonna just bless it. Nah. It's not how it works with God. He has his principles, he has his order set up for you to be blessed. That's the way he wants it. It's not because he's a dictator and he is saying, no, you gotta do it my way. He's saying, no, if you do it this way, you will be blessed. What? There's a bug on me? That is a huge bug too. Oh my gosh! You take it, there go, gotcha. I'll flick it away from you. Let's get a, get a napkin, get a, get, a, get a Kleenex. Thank you, Chase. There is, for those listening to podcasts, there's a huge bug that just showed up on my land. Thank you, Chase, give Chase a hand. While you're at it, I'm getting a drink of water, so go ahead and lift up praise <laughs> to the Lord. Hey, it says all creation, waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. So that bug was just trying to get close to the word. <laughs> Too close for my liking. I don't do bugs. I don't do outdoors. I don't do, I'm just, I just know where I am. So, so there's no negotiation when it comes to the family of God. Um, there's also no, de- no negotiation when it comes to the family that we were all given. We all just had the family that we got. We didn't Bargain up in heavens that God will give me, if you'll give me a good mom, an okay dad, then I'll deal with my crazy brother that beats me up at times. Like, we didn't didn't do that. You guys were given the family that you had. And so what I'm going to go through today is just some points, some encouragement of what we can find in God's word with how we can fix our family. And when I was reading this and I was studying, I was praying, I was saying, God, you know, we're saying fix my family, fix my family, fix my family. And God was like, yeah, I want to fix your family, but I want to start with you. And I was just like, well, then, (laughs) thank you. I appreciate that father in heaven. So I already went, the family we were given, his love is non-negotiable, principles are non-negotiable. Okay, so let's go to the first point. We're going to do an acronym what that is, we're going to take all the letters of family, and it's going to spell out something. Okay, <laughs> really easy. So our first point for the F in family is forgiveness. We're going to start with the hardest one first. Maybe I should have told you that for, beforehand. We're starting with the hardest one for first. Forgiveness. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you, as it tells us in Colossians three thirteen. Because, as my second point says, unforgiveness can and will lead to bitterness. This is the hardest point because it is naturally the hardest thing for us to do. As people, we have feelings, we have emotions, we have our way of thinking, our way of processing things, and in life, stuff happens because you're dealing with other people. You're dealing with other people that are not perfect. And in this life of relationships with imperfect people, trying to do life together, there's going to be some things that happen that hurt you. I heard a pastor say this. He explained it about marriage. He said, marriage is the most unnatural thing two people will ever do, because you have no other relationship on planet Earth like it. He said, logistically, just think about it for a second. You get married to somebody, And you say your vows, and you leave the altar, and you go home, and they're there. And you go to sleep, and you wake up, and they're there. And you go to the store for hours, go driving, you come back, they're still there. When you have a great moment in life, they're there. When you have a bad moment in life, they're there. When you don't feel great, they're there. When you feel awesome, they're there. You... He said, there's no other relationship that you are with someone like that all the time. So logistically in our minds, it's unnatural. And because it is unnatural, you will need somebody supernatural involved to make that last and work. I will say the same thing about your family because, you, again, you didn't vote and you didn't get to negotiate who your family was. You were just giving them. And you have to deal with their imperfections just like they have to deal with yours. So you have to have someone that is supernatural involved in your family to make this work. And forgiveness is one of those things that is part of that supernatural being's existence. We're talking about God. Forgiveness is in his nature forgiveness is part of who he is. We don't have the relationship that we have with him without forgiveness, without grace, without mercy. All those things are a part of who God is and he's saying that you have to walk in that same forgiveness. And I guess what I know is hard. I know that it's hard to forget what your parents said to you when they said you'll never amount to anything. That can scar a young person's life. I know it's hard if you have that sibling that you just never got along with. I am walking testimony of a brother that I did not get along with. My brother Ryan, and he knows that he was mean. He'll, he'll say, yeah, I was mean to you. I'm like, yeah, you were. <laughs> he would, I, would, I would do this as a kid. Because right now we're getting ready for the holidays. When he went off to college, celebrate good times. When he came home from college, I couldn't count and wait. I counted down the days until when he left for college again. Because I just did not like him. We did not get along. There was that age gap where I'm the little brother, he's the older brother, I don't want to take you to go hang out with my friends. I don't want, we're playing basketball, you're too small. Why are you on my team? Can you be on the other person's team so I can push you down? Like all sorts of stuff. Let me leave you outside with no clothes on. Let me give you a wedgie. Let me introduce you to a swirly. Like all these things that are so great in life, he introduced me to. And I thought, I cannot stand this person. But I can't get rid of him because he's family. And as a young kid, I had to understand this process of what in the world do I do, God? Because he would say mean things to me. Oh, you're just a, bunch of, just a little crybaby. Why don't you just grow up? I can't wait to, to leave so I don't have to deal with you anymore. I can't wait till you leave neither. What'd you say? <laughs> nothing. I ain't say nothing. I don't like you either, right? Family. Had to deal with it. And if I was not aware of God's forgiveness and grace and and what it means to love, then it would have been really easy for me as a little kid to continue in that bitterness and anger towards him. Because, like I said, I did not like him. Now, he's one of my closest friends in life. We can talk for hours using only movie quotes. (laughs) Nobody will understand what we're saying. But we do we laugh, and other people are like, y'all are weird. I know we're brothers, you just don't understand. But if you had gone and talked, again, if you had went and talked to six-year-old Roger and said, hey, your brother Ryan's going to be one of your closest friends, he'd be like, no, I don't like him, but he don't like me, and I'm okay with that. And I make light of that one, but I know that We've all had relationships in our family that some of you guys are thinking right now of a family member that's like, man, if they come and say something to me during Christmas, I'm going to take that turkey and I'm going to slap them <laughs> upside with the, with the leg bone because I don't like them. We have those family members. But I'm telling you, forgiveness It's for your heart and your mind for you to move forward with God. Unforgiveness will hold you back. It won't hold them back. Somebody said unforgiveness is like, and bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Can't do that. Don't do that at all. But forgiveness. And if you have to start, this is where your starting place is, is each day you say, God, I forgive them. Just as Chris Comstock said, Christ said on the cross, hanging, bloody, beaten, bruised, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. To me, that is the highest form of forgiveness for the people that put you up there who saying, God, I forgive them. Show mercy on them. He did that for all of us. So now he's asking you, Show that forgiveness to that family member. Again, for your life, for your sake, for your spirit. Take that step each day and say, God, I forgive them. God, I forgive them. God, I, I release this unto you. That's your first step each day. And then the next step, which will really make the devil mad, is pray for them. Pray for them. And when you pray, this is what I challenge the youth every Wednesday when we pray. I say, as we pray, see God's best happening in their life. We prayed for Pastor Chris, and I said, see Pastor Chris being healed. And one youth came up to me after service. He said, I saw Pastor Chris on the stage preaching, and I saw him laughing about that sickness that was attacking him. I saw him celebrating because he had come through it. I said, that is faith. And I texted Pastor Chris. I said, you have to know this. This is one of the, you saw this. And he said, I received that. So guess what? It's only going to be a matter of time before Pastor Chris is standing up here preaching and laughing at the enemy. Amen? While you're clapping, go ahead and get a praise. My my first one. But it's the hardest one, it's forgiveness, forgiveness. Next point, affection, affection. I'm seeing if they're up there. Pastor Sam was right, like, when you feel like there's something beside you, like you see another person, you're like, like you want a karate chop, but it's you and it's a screen. So if I keep looking that way, it's just because I think something is coming over my shoulder. Affection, you can't love God but hate your brother. Man, when my dad told us that story, I mean, that scripture, you cannot love God but hate your brother, I said, oh, that's for me. <laughs> I will know you are mine by the love you have for each other. I will know that you are my disciples, you are my children by the love you show one for another. He set it up that way. He set it up to where there's no question that you're my children because you're walking in love towards people. So let me ask you this question. If, if somebody were to just look at your life and not talk to you, would their conclusion be that you're a Christian walking in love? Yeah, phone's beeping. <laughs> if somebody, not talk to you at all, not, you, get a, you don't get a chance to defend yourself. If you were put on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you of walking in love? Because again, that's the way he set it up. To where you cannot be someone who is saying, I'm sold out for the Lord. I do all these things. I do all these things for you, God. But then the family I gave you, you don't even, you haven't talked to them in years. The mother I gave you, even though I'm sorry that she said that to you, or maybe you never met your mother or father, I'm sorry that happened. But the family you do have, you're family in Christ you don't act like you love them you don't act like you want to be around them and then we're trying to go out and tell other people that you need to come and join the family of God you need to come into the kingdom because it's awesome here but we don't talk nicely to the other members in our family are we are we catching this this morning are we seeing this there, it, you can't fake it you, you can't Fool it. I told one of the youth I was talking to them about, I said, you know, Tom Cruise plays Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible, through all the movies. (laughs) (laughs) And he's on, on set, he's Ethan Hunt. He does all these things, has all these cool gadgets, and he can pretend for hours and days and weeks on end, but eventually he has to go back and be Tom Cruise. You can pretend to be a good Christian, to be someone who loves people all the time, but eventually who you really are is going to show and come out. I hope, my prayer is that we are all walking as who we really are each day. If you walk in here Sunday, this is a safe place, and you're having a terrible day, you're allowed to tell somebody, I'm having a terrible day. So it says, good morning, how are you doing? Terrible. Terrible. That's honesty. That's truth. Now don't stay in that place. Don't say, I'm terrible, and then just I'm just gonna, you know, rain on everybody's parade because my parade is being rained on. Don't be Eeyore and then may try to make everyone else be Eeyore. But you can lovingly, openly, truthfully say, I am not having that great of a day. I haven't had a great week. Matter of fact, this month has been terrible for me. Can you pray for me? I need some prayer. You can say that. You're allowed to say that. Amen. Amen? Amen? But the love we show for one another shows who we are. Okay, M, maturity. Definition of maturity is full development. I got that from Miriam webster Fun fact, do you know Miriam and Webster are actually two guys? Fun fact for the day, it's not somebody's name. Miriam Webster is actually two different guys. Anyways, uh, maturity, full development. If he started, he is faithful to finish it. Again, so we've got this part where we've got to walk in forgiveness. And we've got to be affectionate towards people we maybe don't like. That takes a mature person to do that. It takes a mature person to sit down and listen to your dad. Because my dad worked out of town a lot. And so he was gone for weeks at a time, months at a time. And I'm like, why, why is my dad home? And growing up here within the church, New Covenant, we would do a lot of different things. We'd do a lot of father-son outings. Well, guess what? I didn't want to go to those because my father wasn't in town. Now, I'm not in any way saying, poor Roger. I had a blessed, blessed life and childhood growing up. And I had a dad and a mother who loved me very much but dad working out of town can cost some things because the enemy wants to come in and destroy your family. This is the whole reason we're doing this, Fix My Family, because we have an enemy that is attacking families. He's attacking families. All of you guys are in a family. He wants your family destroyed. I'm just letting you know that. In case you're wondering what his plan is, it's death and destruction for each of you. He is not a good person. So I have this dad who, who works out of town, and he comes and he sits me down, and he says you know, I would rather be home all the time. Again, you're like, well, why aren't you home? And he says this. He says, I told the Lord that I want to provide the life and the lifestyle for this family so they don't have to struggle with the things that I grew up struggling with. And and my dad said that the Lord said to him, who gave you that family? He said, you did, Lord. He said, do you think that I love them? He said, yes, Lord, I know you love them. And he said, the Lord said, do you believe that I love them more than you? He said, yes. He said, if you will trust me, I will take care of each and every one of them because I can be with all of them at the same time. I can minister to your wife while ministering to your youngest son while ministering to your daughter. I can be with all of them at the same time. You can only be with one of them at a time. If you will trust me, I will take care of your family. And it takes a mature man to say that to his family. And then I had to receive that that's what God told him to do. And that was not the easiest thing. Again, I said... We're doing father-son outings. Again, they went and did outdoor things, so I wasn't missing out much because I don't like the outdoors. I don't like fishing. don't like hunting. don't like mosquitoes. I don't like bugs, as you saw. Chase had to do it. I was not taking that bug off my pants (laughs) leg. But we're doing all these father-son things, and I didn't want to go because my father wasn't there to go with me. But you trust in the Lord... And God said he'll take care of you. So I have my father that, of course, gave the reason I'm here. Then I have my awesome father-in-law, Pastor Tim Martin. He's a pastor. Then I have Pastor Sam Fisher that treats me like his son. He's in my phone as Pastor Dad. He's not even Pastor Sam anymore. Pastor Dad. God said, I'll take care of you. I, I remember praying as a child. Well, God, I never met any of my grandfathers, and he gave me three. The, the late, great brother John Tilton, the late, great brother Elsie Johnson, and the one who's still stomping on the devil's head and still traveling and ministering, brother James Walker, who's here with us. Been doing, doing ministry for 50-plus years, still going. And God said, there's your grandfathers. i give you three of them. And all of them spoke into my life. All of them prayed for me. But again, that maturity, that taking that stance and just saying, God, you know what, I'm going to trust you with it. God, I know I got this, this child that doesn't listen to me, that doesn't want to come to church, doesn't want to do anything. Guess what? I'm handing them over to you, Father. I'm trusting that you are working on their heart. Because there's a scripture that says if a man be saved, his whole household will be saved. If you stand for that, you will see that. The testimony we heard last week with Jennifer and her sister guess what? That is a testimony of God's faithfulness and goodness to where if you are a family and you trust the Lord and you stick with Him. You will see the goodness in the land of the living. It's not going to be something that you got to wait to the pie in the sky and the bye and bye in heaven. You can stand on that and you will see it right here in earth, on earth as it is in heaven for your life. But you got to be willing to stand and trust God and not waver and not go off and try to do it your own way. And say, God, I got this. I'm going to raise my kids the way I want to raise them. I'm going to talk to my wife the way I want to talk to her. I'm going to talk bad about my husband behind his back the way I want to because it makes me feel good. No, you got to stick with it. And follow his principles the way he set up so that you can be blessed. Amen? Amen. Amen. My throat's dry. I'm sorry, guys. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. I invest. I invest. Invest. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, as it tells us in Matthew. Spending time with your family. Investing. Investing. It goes along with my next point, but my next point is love, but that investment part. We were made to invest in the Sims family. We always had to eat dinner around the table as a family. We always had to read our Bible scriptures in the morning before we left for school and say our confession. Psalms 23, Psalms 91, Romans 8, 37, 38, 39. I could quote all of them to you by heart. I'm not gonna do that because I look like a pastor snob up here, just like, oh, I can go through all 16 verses of Psalms 91. But we were made to read that as a family. Invest. If you're not investing time into your family then you'll know why they are the way they are. If you're not investing time in anything in an investment heard a minister talk about two things about investment about your heart, your money and your time. He said, because I don't know about y'all, but I haven't been able to figure out a way to grow money, and I can't make more time. We all have the same amount of time, and where you invest it, again, where your heart is, there your treasure will be. Right? Was I read that right? Yeah. yeah. Got it, right? But you got to invest. You got to invest time into that sibling that doesn't want to talk to you on the phone. Invest time with your dad, even though you guys have had a rocky relationship. Invest. Invest. If I don't invest time into my relationship with Olivia, you'll tell. You'll be able to tell. Anybody can see. They don't ever talk. They don't act like they like each other. That investment is so important. Take some time. Just a few minutes. and Start investing to your family. We were not Excuse me, we were not a family that were all over the place. We didn't have kids playing a thousand different sports to where we were gone all the time. That can take over your life to where you're running here, you're running there. Ministry could take over your life to where you're running here, running there. You're never at home, you're never around. Are we we catching this this morning? God's saying, I will fix your family, but you got to trust me and do some things the way I set it up for you to work. And I want to start with you, says the Lord. Thank you, Lot. I want to start with you. Invest time. Then love. 1 Corinthians 13, we all know it. Love never fails. Trust in love and never fails. None of these points work without love. None of the, the past sermons work without love. Any sermon that we preach up here from the platform does not work without love. Because God is love. So you're not going to have God fix your family and He not bring love into the equation. That, that agape love, as it tells us, that love that is just, does not give up, does not fail. That love doesn't, that, that doesn't keep a record of wrong. The love that looks past all your faults. The love that looks past your shortcomings. The love that says, I don't care what you've done. I don't care how many times you call me names. Love that says, yeah, that hurt. You did that, that hurt. I'm still here. I'm right here with you. I still love you. That type of love. It's the love that we all, that's the love that the world always talks about. They try to illustrate to us in in movies and in, in TV shows. And you're like, I want that type of love. All the Hallmark Christmas movies that are on. Look, I know my TV. Look, I'll leave the TV for 10 seconds. Look, I just went to the bathroom. It's already on a Hallmark Christmas movie. It wasn't halftime yet, babe. Yeah, but I want to see this movie. You know how it ends. I can tell you. Yeah, he's going to end up with her because that guy's a jerk. And all he cares about is money and his job. That's all the Hallmark movies. There you go. Sorry. Spoiler alert. I ruined all of them for you. They all end up the same way. But you're sitting there watching that. And you're like, I want that type of love. God's like, I have that type of love for you. And I want to fill you up with it. So then you can give it to everybody else. So you could just be oozing love on everybody. Love. The last one for family, the last acronym is yes. Yes. But God, what about my family? Can you fix? Yes, I can. But God, I've been through so much. Do you still love me? Yes. Whatever you ask in my name lines up with my word, I will do it. But God, you don't know my situation. Yes, I do. You still love me, yes. You still have successful plans for me, yes, I do. And your family. When it's with His Word, the answer to God from God is yes. When you stand on His Word, that's why again we can say confidently about Pastor Chris being healed, yes, because that's what His Word says. I can say confidently about your family, yes. I can say confidently about that relationship that you have been praying for for years. And you're wondering, will it ever get better? And God says, yes. You don't see me right now working, but I'm working on their heart. And I'm working on your heart too, so that by the time they are ready, you will have the heart ready to receive them. And you won't have this bitterness and anger towards that family member, towards that sibling, towards that parent. It will just be right there. Yes, says the Lord. Yes. So forgiveness, affection, maturity, invest, love, and yes. We did that word cloud. Do we have that ready? If you'll put that up on the screen if you could describe your family in one word what would it be? <laughs> so the bigger the word is the more times it was mentioned. So we have crazy, blessed weird, strong, loving smiley faces, okay broken massage we'll just go with that um, crazy amazing meh, bonkers. Is that aight or just lit? Oh, lit, okay. Lit, okay, I was like, okay, we're talking heavenly, busy, strange, joyful, awesome, dysfunctional, unconventional, insane, complicated, fantastic, amazing love, comfort, unique, special, smart. Now, this is what you guys as a church said you would describe your family. There's some great things up there. There's some hurtful things up there. I can tell you, as we've said already, every good thing comes from above. And all the good things up there is what God has intended for your family. For those families that say, my family's crazy, my family's broken. God wants to fix your family you say that there's a strained relationship, guess what? God wants to heal that. Restoration is part of who He is. That's why we started with forgiveness. You can't have God without forgiveness. You can't have God without His grace, without His love. And so I can tell you with 100% certainty that is not His plan for your family to stay that way. Even if you are blessed right now, Guess what? God's plan is not for you to stay in that blessing that you are right now. God wants to multiply it. He wants to multiply it. He is a God of multiplication. He wants to take those ashes and he wants to give it back to you as beauty. he wants to take the beauty that you have and wants to make you more beautiful. Because that's what the type of God he is. Amen.